Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Good evening and welcome to the History of Germany podcast. My name's Travis Dow, and last time we talked about the beginnings of the language, of Germanic languages. Today we'll go way back, staying within the borders of, of current Germany and some exceptions. Let's see who was there first. So I also think it'll be interesting to take a look at these, of, of how these discoveries came about. Now we're talking about pre-written records, so mostly archaeology, so it's kind of interesting um, to look at that history itself and, and kind of see how these discoveries were made. For instance, we have Homo heidelbergensis, sometimes um, also grouped together with Homo rhodesiensis, which is an ex extinct species of um, hominids, basically, which lived in Africa, Europe, and also Western Asia. And we're talking about at least 600,000 years ago and possibly as far back as 1.3 million years ago. When we talk about Homo heidelbergensis, the type specimen, which is um, the fossil that all other fossils are based off of or compared to, uh, the type specimen is Maurer 1. And this is a fossilized mandible, like a jawbone, of Homo heidelbergensis. And it was discovered by Daniel Hartmann in Maurer, Germany, and described by Otto Schuttensack in 1907. Homo heidelbergensis was, had, their brains were about the same size as ours. Um, they were probably the direct ancestor of Homo sapiens in Africa and also Neanderthals in Europe. And then uh, possibly also Denisovans in Central Asia. So ne next episode, we'll actually go back to the person that described that jawbone and take a closer look at Homo heidelbergensis and also and the kind of discovery and uh, figuring out where it goes in prehistory and all that by Otto Schuttenzak. We'll, we'll look at his life and who he was and the discovery of, of the bone. So that's next. So we'll skip over that, and that's next episode. The oldest complete hunting weapons ever found anywhere in the world were discovered in a coal mine in Schöningen, Germany, in, in 1995. They found some old wooden javelins, about 380,000 years old. They're about six to seven and a half feet long. Um, so the first tools were Heidelbergensis. And then if we jump about, if we make a huge leap, some 300,000 years, we get to the Neanderthals. So for now, we'll put the Homo Heidelbergensis behind us. We'll get back to them next episode. Now, the Neanderthals are called that way um, because of the Neandertal, which is Neander Valley in Germany. And it's basically a, a small valley of the river Dussel in uh, Nordrhein-Westfalen, North Rhine-Westphalia. So it's about 12 kilometers east of Dusseldorf. So, so pretty close. Um, I just kind of want to point that out because my boss and another colleague, um, in fact, the guy that sits next to me at work, are both from Dusseldorf. So I have to kind of watch out what I say about that thing. But uh, I will point out that it, it kind of explains a lot. So Neanderthal in Germany was the location where 
The first ever non-modern human fossil was discovered and recognized. This was in 1856. Um, the very first time someone, you know, found a, a, a bone that looked not quite ape and not quite human. Um, so that was discovered in Neanderthal, and then the type specimen, Neanderthal 1, um, is now dated to 40,000 years ago. And then since then, we found uh, similar aged fossils from the, the Swabian Alps or Jura uh, near Ulm. And then these findings include 42,000-year-old bird bones and mammoth ivory flutes, which are also the oldest musical instruments ever found. So 40,000, 42,000 years old, Neanderthals, first musical instruments. And then the Ice Age Lion Man, it's the old uncontested figurative art ever discovered. So it's, it's 35,000 years old. Again, so it's the first artifact where they're just sure that it's figurative art instead of, there might have been older artifacts that they're just, you know, it's arguable one way or another. And then there's a 35-year-old Venus of, of Hola Fels, which is the oldest uncontested human figurative art ever discovered. Um, and yeah, we'll get back to what a Venus is and, and that later on when we discuss. Um, I'll go into much more depth about the art and culture uh, of early modern humans and some of these, go over some of these discoveries in more detail in a later episode. So right now I'm just trying to kind of move us through time uh, and get us an overview. So again, the type specimen Neanderthal 1 was basically a skull cap, two femora, three bones from the right arm, two from the left arm, and the left ilium and then also fragments of a scapula and ribs. So, so much more than just a jawbone of, of Homo heidelbergensis. So it's, it's you know, remains of one skeleton. And then um, and it, was, it was different enough from human bones, like on site, that the workers who discovered it originally thought it belonged to a bear. And, you know, these guys, you know, they weren't experts, so... But, but they thought it was weird enough that they actually did hand the material over to an amateur naturalist, uh, Johann Karl Fulroth, who turned the fossils over to an anatomist Hermann Schaffhausen. We might look at them separately later, but I know that's been kind of done before. So that, to date, some bones of over 400 Neanderthals have been found. And there's, there's some kind of landmark discoveries. So the first Neanderthal skulls were actually d discovered before this in 1829, but in present-day Belgium, but they weren't recognized as... Um, you know, not Homo sapiens. Then in, in 1848, Neanderthal skull Gibraltar I found, and that was described as an ancient human at the time, so uh, still not quite getting it. And then in, in 1856, we have Johann Karl Furrow, who I mentioned earlier, first recognized the fossil called Neanderthal man, and, you know, described it as a, as a separate species. So instead of Homo sapiens, Homo Neanderthal or Homo Neanderthalus. The Neander Valley itself has been used as a limestone quarry since the 16th century. And then this, this kind of uh, industry picked up uh, significantly in the 19th century around the time of Neanderthal I. Uh, it's, it is kind of a neat story of, of the discovery itself. So in August of that year, these two Italian workers were widening an entrance to the quarry, and then in the process of that, they found these bones. There's, they're all fossilized and are out 20 feet deep in the rubble. And at first they just kind of covered it up and then showed the owner of the, of the quarry, Wilhelm Beckershoff. And even the owner thought it was bare bones. But just in case, they decided to call Johann Karl Furrow to take a look at it. That kind of 
event actually kind of represents the beginning of paleoanthropology as a sort of scientific discipline, like in its own right. So Neanderthal 1, again, skull cap and, and partial skeleton. Uh, Johann Karl Vorhold founded the what is today the oldest scientific association, which is the Naturwissenschaften Verein Wuppertal, like the uh, Natural Sciences Association in, in Wuppertal. Also, Fulroth was a member of the Freemasons since 1846. And for the curious, he belonged until his death. He was a member of the uh, Elberfelder Lodge. But uh, when Fulroth investigated the bones, something about them kind of struck him as being different in some ways to modern bones. He just kind of, you know, thicker, thicker in some places, and you know, he 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 just he could see from the bones that they must have been, a, you know, must it must have been a very muscular and strong individual. In his notes, he kind of described them as, uh, you know, coming from prehistoric times. So he recognized that they were, you know, written record, and this was also to put it in a context of the time. This was about two years before Darwin's on the origin of species. We know that there that there was a lot of controversy around that book, and Fulroth also, unsurprisingly, had a similar difficulty in convincing his peers that he had found, you know, what he described it as, and, you know, he found this very uh, frustrating and, you know, hard to kind of deal with, but eventually, obviously, now we, we categorize him in history as being right, and, you know, that's kind of the accepted view now. You know, now there's all kinds of things that named after him in his honor. There's, you know, a museum in Wuppertal and, and schools um, and several in the area. There's, you know, there's statues and streets named after him. Another kind of a footnote to his fossil that he described was that in 97, it was that type specimen that was the first to yield ancient mtDNA sequences. So that's, you know, it's kind of special in that way, too. So... Next time, we'll step back in time and look at Homo heidelbergensis, and then also kind of we'll talk in more detail about Otto Schuttenzak and his life and his um, discovery and the context of his description of the type specimen of Homo heidelbergensis. And also a quick reminder, don't forget to check out the History of Alchemy podcast and Bohemian podcast. There is and will be you know some some overlap between both of those shows uh, i've talked to, i've talked about german alchemists a lot in the history of alchemy podcast and we've talked about overlap in between bohemia and germany quite a bit on the bohemian podcast and we'll do so in future we might have one show that ends up on both feeds um and you know i'll have pete coleman come in and, and co-host some of those those shows where there's some overlap so uh, don't forget if if you like these shows, you know check those shows out. Also, a new starting out show. You cannot do me a bigger favor than giving me a favorable rating on iTunes. Especially new shows, though, that really helps out a ton. Um, so, anyways, if you go to historyofgermanypodcast.com, I know that's a horribly long URL, but you know historyofgermanypodcast.com, and everything is kind of linked to from there. So thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 